0: Good morning, Flagler. The doctors are in. I'm Dr. Scott Cleos. And I'm
1: Dr. Andrea Cleos.
0: We are here once again to talk about your health and health issues right here in Flagler, Volusia, and St. John's County. This is our second attempt to actually start this show. We had to I'm still
1: ab- having a difficult time. We had here. to
0: abandon the first attempt because I'm sitting here, and as soon as we introduced the show, I smelled something. That was god awful, and I thought it was Andrew. And Andrew was looking at me like, "Was that you?" I'm like, "No." And the dog sitting be- between smiling, us, smiling, trying just to get smiling, You know, and it's like, Andrew. "Good God, Angie!" Think, ah, it's I it's still cleaning, not good in our here. My cleaning
1: lady actually must have given her some rotten treats or oh, something.
0: Andrew, are you sure it's coming back? Is she doing that again? I don't
1: know what she's doing. Oh my
0: gosh, this yes. is. Oh,
1: Anyways, this is horrific. So All some right. shows are talking about nature, and I guess that's a natural phenomenon. Oh
0: my God, she needs to go outside before we go to bed, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Okay. We're going to move on from that. If I can't, it is eye-watering. I mean, this is literally, I, I can taste it.
1: And it's, your mouth was open and yeah. <laughs>
0: okay, I can actually, t- <laughs> oh, that's horrible. If,
1: if you watch Shrek, that's what, the, that happened on Shrek. Oh,
0: my gosh. Okay. But today we're going to talk about patient Andrea. We got something special And it to wasn't about gas. No, this time it wasn't her. Most of the time it is. This time it wasn't. <laughs> Not. Yeah. But it was kind of interesting because we stumbled on this diagnosis that I've never heard of um, just accidentally because Andrea has been complaining of some low back pain for a couple of years now. And it was
1: it was like two and a half, two, two years and a little. And, uh, and it's a pinpoint pain on my right lower back, but it was really above the sacrum kind of and it felt like one spot where bones were rubbing and i said that i said maybe she did maybe this is where the lateral part of my bone is touching the lateral um uh transverse process you is, didn't
0: say all that is you're touching, giving yourself too much well, credit it's, it's right now it's the
1: lateral process of the vertebral column yeah but we touching didn't know touching the lower one yeah
0: yep that's yes, what we know now that,
1: no 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 that's what i thought no, i thought no, that no. there you was arthritis like at a pinpoint pain you between two bones you thought it was two a bones. facet between yeah, well, between two bones, the two lateral processes. That's different. So so irregardless, regardless, I've been working it's not true. Yes. I've been working with a with a chiropractor, and it's a pinpoint pain. The pain level is like a three.
0: And I thought she was being a big baby. And of it course. comes
1: and goes and it's not always there. And then but she
0: always points to the same it's spot. It's the same
1: spot, one single spot. I can do stretching and it does help, but again, it's level three, it's not anything big deal. But it kind of level
0: three out of 10 out
1: of 10 pain. And so it's kind of like, "Ah, do I even deal with it? That's why it's kind of lingered all these years. It's not like, yeah, doctors are the worst patients, but it wasn't that severe to make a big deal about it. So Scott says, come over and we'll image you, right?
0: Well, we we went through a couple of different iterations of how we were going to handle this. And Andrew goes, well, maybe I should get an MRI. We should look at it. And I said, Andrew, instead of getting the MRI, why? Because I thought it might have been her SI joint because it was so low. We have to explain
1: what the SI joint is.
0: The sacroiliac joint. It's where the sacrum and the ilium come together. And people do get SI joint or sacroiliac joint pain. And it usually manifests as point tenderness in the lower back on like one side of the butt. And maybe radiates to the hip. So you, let me know, just clarify hip.
1: real quick. Your pelvis is made up of kind of three bones that come to well, more than that, but the back side of your pelvis, there's the sacrum which is in the middle, and then there's a pelvic bone on either side that fuse to the sacrum. And where
0: That's called the ileum.
1: The ileum where that fusion occurs, sometimes it can shift apart a little bit. And that's where sacroiliitis comes from. And it's it's along that line that it can cause pain. And a lot of times, if you go to the chiropractor, they can just kind of pop it back into place. And that happened to you, right?
0: Yeah. And they can do that if it's early on. So that's why if you've got that type of discomfort, let's say you went skiing like I was doing, or you were doing something you hadn't done before climbing up a mountain or, you know, skateboarding and you wake up the next day and you feel like you've got point in especially when you step down and it's just like right. Uh, on one side or right on top of your butt and it just just feels like somebody's just poking you in the behind with a knife and not radiating down your leg that could be sacroiliitis and if you get to it early enough i had a chiropractor buddy of mine just pop my my uh ilium back in place relative to the sacrum he just pushed on me and and i was better but unfortunately most people just live with the discomfort and they do you know, little things to try to make it better with stretching, but you got to move that bone. And then if it gets bad enough and you start forming spurs, then it's hard to get that bone back into position. And then you may have to come see me for like an SI joint injection. And sometimes they even do fusion of the SI joints as a whole, you know, cadre of things that they can offer these patients to try to alleviate or minimize their discomfort. So when Andrea pointed to where her pain was, which was the same spot every time. I'm like, Andrea, I'm not sure if the MRI is going to help you because this may be a little bit lower than the, um, than the lumbar spine and the facets and all that. I'm not sure. I said, but I think the best thing to start with is just simple fluoroscopy where we'll lay you on your stomach and, um, we, we you point to the area that's uncomfortable with your finger. And then once you localize it, I will put a little metallic marker over that. And we'll see what osseous structure is underneath my marker. Okay, So sometimes we'll do that. If patients come in with... Pain, it's difficult to um, localize because you know, pain can come from, like we said, the SI joint. There's things in the back called facet articulations that come from that. You can have a nerve root compression, and if the nerve is compressed, then that usually uh, pain radiates down the leg. It's called a radicular
1: type pain, not ridiculous, but radicular type pain. So, and that's that's kind of like coming from the sacral, the um, when you get sacroiliitis, not sacroiliitis, you get um. Oh, what is that? When people get the butt pain that goes down their leg, it's sciatica. A sciatica. When yeah. you, you, a lot of people have sciatica for various reasons. Yeah, I mean, and it, that was a problem. Is that mine wasn't radiating down like wasn't my radiated, leg, right. and it really was higher up than the SI joint. In fact, sometimes it was even like the muscle around it was like tight. And so that was what was so bizarre about
0: it. Yeah, so she didn't have symptoms of radiculopathy, so I didn't think it was compressing a nerve root, so we had to figure out whether it was a facet or something else going on, or a trigger point. So that's why we brought her in and did the fluoroscopy, and uh, she points to an area, and I put my little metallic marker on there and flora over it, And she has an anatomic variant uh, that we have subsequently found out is a fairly common cause of point tenderness in the lower back in young individuals that sometimes goes um, unnoticed, undiagnosed, and they will do a whole bunch of other things to the patient in an attempt to alleviate their discomfort, where the abnormality is right there in front of your eyes. And unfortunately, I don't have any way to show you what this is, so I'm going to try to describe it to you. Um, If you look at a vertebral body, a lumbar vertebral body, Um, those are the five segments that are below the chest where you have ribs, okay? So everything in the thoracic region, there's 12 of those, usually have a rib associated with them. And then underneath that, you have five lumbar-type vertebral bodies. So Andrea's got 12 ribs. We've seen that on a prior study. And she only has four uh, lumbar-type vertebral bodies, which is why she might be shorter than the average bear. <laughs> She's only five feet tall, missing... Hey,
1: I'm five feet and a quarter, but I could have actually been maybe...
0: Almost 5.5. Five, point. or five, yeah, maybe five. Five Well, one each one vertebral half. body is about three inches. So, and then you figure the disc space in between, maybe each and, and below. an inch. So, I mean, you might have been 5'5". Five, five.
1: I'd have been my dad's wish. That's what he wanted me to be, yeah,
0: right? Yeah, if he would have given you that extra vertebral body, he took it for something. I don't know. But Andrew's only got four of them. That's
1: all right. It's what God wanted me to be. So yeah. that's the way it Good is. Good things
0: come in small packages. But maybe we'll find another. If anyone wants to donate a vertebral body, one no, no, more no, type of no, no, vertebral no. You body. You keep your
1: vertebral body. But I do have something that's fused to the pelvis. You've got to explain it to the well, I'm going. One. I'm
0: getting to that. You're okay. pushing me here. All right. So. Basically, she's got four lumbar-type vertebral bodies. The one that would be labeled number five is what we call sacralized. So that looks like more like a sacral-type configuration, and it's part of the sacral bone. But it's not symmetric. Um, So if you look at the lumbar vertebral bodies, there's a vertebral body in the front, and on the sides— there are these things called transverse processes. And the transverse processes stick out from the side. If you've ever seen those dinosaur bones, they got the same thing. And what attaches to those is a powerful muscle called the psoas muscle, also called the filet mignon, you know, if you're a cow. And basically, it anchors the uh, filet mignon or the psoas to the back, and it's one of the powerful flexors of the hip, all right? So if you... These transverse processes, um, oftentimes if people fall or they have an accident, they fall from a height because you're trying to brace yourself, you flex that muscle, and the impact of landing will snap those things off. So people will come in with their transverse processes fractured because of some kind of a traumatic event. So the sacrum, those transverse processes fuse into like a big flat sheet, what we call an ala. ALA, A-L-A, and ALA. So the sacral ALA is fusion of those transverse processes into the pelvic bone in the center, and there's additional muscles that sit there and flex the back that are attached to that. So what Andrea has on one side of what we would call the L5 vertebral body, a solid you know, configuration of that left side of L5 looks more like a sacral vertebral body, and it's got a solid fusion. And on the right side where her pain is, There is a prominent transverse process that is incompletely fused to the sacrum, sacral ala, just below it. And what that does is it forms like a little pseudo-articulation. So an articulation is any kind of joint. So your elbow uh, is an articulation, or your finger joints are articulations.
1: And they usually have a cushion between them. They usually have a cushion or
0: synovial, you know, lining and a cartilage. A pseudo-articulation doesn't have that that lining in it. So it's just bones that are approaching bones, but they remodel each other and basically look like they fit together like a joint, but it's a pseudo-articulation. And that's
1: why I was feeling like it was a bone on bone and it wasn't always irritating me it was just it started to flare a couple of years ago when I was running a race or I'm so, not even sure what triggered it
0: yeah so Andrea probably because she's very active and started doing a lot of these races and pounding on doing that those for and, about
1: 10 years and stretching well, more than that, because normally that.
0: normally this presentation or this uh, this pain usually manifests in young adults who have this configuration who are active 20 so, year olds yeah maybe. so Andrea didn't manifest until she was like in her mid-50s. So it's kind of good that she was able to put that off for that long. But what was interesting is when I saw it, I'm like, Andrea, I think you've got this little pseudo-articulation. And because it was a pretty good space between them, I just stuck a needle down to it. And she goes, yeah, that's my pain. And it's always a good sign when I'm putting a needle into an area and the patient says, yeah, that reproduces my baseline pain. Because then after that, what I do is I inject a combination of a short-acting anesthetic and a steroid, the short-acting anesthetic giving you immediate relief, the steroid kind of giving you the sustained relief, and we injected it, and after we were done, Andrew said her pain went away, yeah. you know, immediately. And then it came back, which happens. Well, but it,
1: it's not, it's, not, it's kind of, the pain was about a three- when it was out of 10 and now if it comes and I feel it, it's maybe a one.
0: Yeah. But I mean, so what happened is it came back after a day or two, but what happens, and I tell my patients, if the pain comes back in the next day or so, don't be too concerned about that. The steroid can take a day or two to reduce inflammation and give you the sustained relief. And that's what happened. So a couple of days after that, and because we were going to work this all up and actually get some pretty advanced imaging to see if she needed surgery to alleviate her discomfort. But then she recently told me, she goes, I, I barely even notice it anymore. It's like a, a one out of 10 and it's intermittent. So, you know, we're going to leave it, as such for now. Uh, and I told her to go in and get a CT scan of her pelvis and we'll do a 3d reconstruction on it for surgical planning. But really, what I really wanted to do is, you know, actually do a video on my YouTube channel and use Andrea's model as my, uh, exam.
1: <laughs> and he still can. So if you guys, but she went if in, we do it, she we'll went tell in, you so you can go look at the YouTube video. Yeah.
0: You can look at Andrew, Andrea's pelvis or bony pelvis, but it was, uh, it, her, she asked her primary to write the order for, her and, uh, he, he he was going to and i don't know what happened but never got over
1: it never got over, to the never got over but
0: andrea went over to the imaging center and she goes oh well my doctor will write it and she didn't get the ct she just got a plane film <laughs> yeah,
1: which is better so, i didn't need it i mean i'm doing better yeah. so. so
0: anyway she got the right but at the end of the day this entity actually has a name which i never knew of bef- before it's called Bertolotti syndrome Right? Is that what it was yeah, called? Yeah,
1: Bertolotti syndrome.
0: Bertolotti syndrome, named after an Italian. How appropriate, because Andrew is Italian. And um, it's actually a described um, entity. And how do you spell Bertolotti? Do you remember? B
1: E R T O L I N I, I think. Bertolotti. Oh, wait a minute. No, B- it's got a T in there somewhere. Yeah, B E R B R. It's how you sound it. It's B E R. Two Ts. Yeah, Bertolotti. Yeah, O T T I. Yeah.
0: Okay, so something like that. So you can look it up. So if you got point tenderness in your lower back, you know, you can get a plain film examination and see if you have this little pseudo-articulation uh, between a transverse process of your lower, lowest lumbar type vertebral right body. Above and above your it pelvis, just so, right above the but, pelvis. But um, it was kind of interesting, and I'm like, you know, it's amazing to me. I've been doing this stuff for 20-some, 20 25 years, and we're still learning stuff every day.
1: And he learned that I'm a morph. <laughs>
0: That you're a what? I'm a morph. (laughs) (laughs) That you're missing a vertebral body. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What a phenomenon. After how many? 28 years of marriage.
0: (laughs) Well, Andrea comes from a long line of inbreeding. (laughs) I mean, the little village that her her mom was from up in the Alps, there's like three family names, and she's related to every one
1: of them. (laughs) It's true. And a lot of them never left the the village. The graveyard up there has got predominantly five five family names, and we're made up of three of the five. Now there's more coming in, but back
0: then. Yeah, there were the Nellies. Back in the 1700s, 1600s, 1500s, that was just myestries. Yeah, and uh, who was the other one? The
1: Povenelli's, Nellas, uh, Maestri. Uh,
0: Another big uh, one that's I can't remember the, that's uh, that that you're related to up there. But so Andrea and, and my kids are related. Everyone Ambrosi, Ambrosi. It's that's really the Ambrosinella
1: one. and Povenelli. Those the are the three, three
0: ones. Yeah. yeah, those are the Ambrosi. That's the other one. So you know, I mean, anytime there's a defect or somebody does something it's weird, gotta family, be my family. <laughs> I always blame it on Andrea's side of the family because I figured it's the inbreeding, hey, But
1: you know what? I want to know when you go and get a dog the the well bred dogs are always messed up but the the dogs that are the interesting ones are kind of the mixed breeds right yes but but the hybrids the ones that people want to pay for are the ones that that, that yeah. I carry that line, right? Yeah, so, they're the
0: inbred ones. So yeah. I'm
1: a high, I'm high priced yeah, item here. Oh, you're definitely an in, <laughs>
0: you're definitely a high priced inbreed uh, for sure. I mean, you know,
1: I got quality here. You
0: got quality for There's sure. It's a little quirkiness. You, you bred out, yeah.
1: A I mean, you, you but... put
0: up with the limitations because <laughs> you know you're pretty hot and you're maintaining, you're aging well. You're like a good fine wine or a good cheese or yeah, something. It,
1: in reality, my illness isn't so bad.
0: Yeah. Is that you or the dog?
1: Scott, it's not me. The dog's right there. Oh
0: my gosh! All right, we're gonna take a quick break because I got to get out of this. We're we gotta let the move, dog out. We gotta move. We gotta let the dog outside. This is killing me. Ooh, if,
1: let the dogs
0: out. If you have any questions for myself yeah, or Doctor <laughs> Stinky, <over there. laughs> No, I didn't do that. <laughs> you can email us at the doctor's in. It's not, I would know if it was me. Well, I'm not know that if old it's me, yet. It's
1: not me either.
0: All right. You can email us at the doctor's in, D O C T O R I S I N, at WNZF.com. God, that's horrible. You're <laughs> listening to the doctor's in on WNZF News Radio, <laughs> oh, <geez>. 50, <laughs> 50 a.m., 94.9 oh, FM. <laughs> Stay tuned. We'll be back. and We have got to get this dog outside. Radiology Associates has been a trusted name in Volusia, Flagler, and St. Johns County for over 50 years. Radiology Associates is the first and only radiology provider to bring our neighbors of Flagler County 3-Tesla MRI, 64-slice CT, and time-of-flight PET CT in our Palm Coast Imaging and Town Center Imaging locations. This is our community. Our doctors live here and strive to provide only the best care to you, our neighbors. For more information about Radiology Associates, visit us online at radiologyassociatesimaging.com. And we're back, for those of you just joining us late in the show, uh, we're talking about Andrea's Bertolotti syndrome, which is her transverse process, articulating with her sacral ala on the right side, which has been causing her pain over the last uh, couple of years, but... Fortunately, she's got a very talented uh, interventional radiologist husband who was able to inject that area and make her better. That's and you owe me tremendously for that.
1: And you'll keep reminding me.
0: Yeah, I'll take foot massages, and i like you to work between the toes. Just,
1: yeah.
0: Yep. And we did take a, a quick break to let the dog out because she was crushing our living souls. The dog was passing gas, and, and Andrew and I... the room still
1: is in a Yeah, the, the,
0: the room's still horrible. We,
1: we need to... Andrew and
0: I are looking position. at each other thinking that the other one is doing that. It's oh, like... No, so that, you
1: kept calling me out.
0: That is atrocious. I mean, it's, it's still bad. It's like there's residue on the walls. Oh, but, horrible.
1: It's like being in college. Oh, my
0: him. gosh. All right. Yeah, this is... We've got to finish this show up because we've got to get out of this room. Well, I We're in the that, wrong place. But right. uh,
1: but, the, but the next part of the t- talk, I really would like to talk about the centenarians that have come a, into our lives. Yes. One particularly that we've known for probably 25 years, but the other...
0: No, no, no. 20, maybe 18. Hmm.
1: Maybe 18, we got here
0: know. we've only been in this town 21. for twenty twenty one 21 years, right? So
1: maybe 18 years. 18 years yeah. is
0: probably right. It says a good friend of ours um uh the, and her name's Ophelia. She's yep. from Italy. Yep. Yeah. And um she uh, and her and her daughter are Great friends of ours, and they're just such talented people. And she is a hundred and a half. She well, turned. She's
1: a, more, yeah, more than a hundred because she she actually has her hundred and one right? birthday in October. Yeah, yeah
0: so one hundred and one in October, and the woman is still completely with it. Speaks two languages fluently and uh, gets around on her own. I mean, she yeah, takes a little cane with her every now and then, but for the most part, is fairly independent and uh, loves life. I mean, the woman gets up and just as happy to, and she'll have a you know, we'll, they'll have a party at their house and she's right there interacting with everyone, mm-hmm. making sure everyone's drinking wine. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> and
1: she they, likes they her were wine. on a cruise, a two-week cruise. Oh, yeah. And when she Emma would hit. go and do her excursions, because she the mom didn't, Ophelia didn't want to go do the excursion, um, she would stay on the boat. And if she got lost, usually somebody from the boat knew how to take her back to her room.
0: <laughs> she was the only 100-year-old on the boat. So
1: everybody knew her. She was like the star of the of the ship. And she is so funny. She's so well connected with what's going on in the world. She watches the news every day. She reads American uh, uh, journals, books, and an Italian, obviously, to keep her her language up, both in English and in Italian. And she really has some interesting discussions about how her life was growing up versus what's going on now. And there are times when she's forgetful. um, But for the most part, she is pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. I mean, she's born in
0: 1922. I yeah, mean, that's absolutely. They've seen a lot. Amazing. You know, yeah. World War, all the wars in between, and and recalls everything. And you know, as was telling us today about the earthquakes she lived through, and and right. her experiences in these different towns where they were you know used to earthquakes, and they build the buildings so that they can sway and not break. And she was talking. well, the
1: thickness of the walls uh, of the concrete allowed them to sway and not. Crumble. I
0: see. I didn't think but concrete the, would give.
1: where the Nidus was, they said, and they're up in the Friuli the, the area of Italy, the epi-center, epicenter, yeah, they basically had a much more destructive uh, effect well, on the town. Yeah, but, yeah. But they said it was really remarkable. These towers would actually bend toward each other and then straighten back out. And,
0: and she there. said the roads actually had waves in them. You could see like waves in the road. I mean, just absolutely amazing. But anyway, listening to this woman talk, it's just such a treat because, you know, it's not like she ruminates on things from the past and sits there and can't move. I mean, she's active and, and will engage in the current conversation and tell you about her past life, you know, in, in the same breath. Right. And then we had the opportunity, Andrew and I were invited, Uh, to an awesome show over in uh, Ormond. Uh, at the new Museum of Art, um, where a friend runs. And uh, it was called The Girl That Wore Freedom. And it was all about uh, Normandy and the Omaha Beach and the landings when the Americans came to free uh, France uh, from German occupation on Normandy. Occupation, yeah. on Normandy. Yeah. So and, and the, that and, was France, right? Yeah,
1: and what's amazing is how grateful the people of Normandy are to the Americans. Yeah. And what impressed me so much... Um, was just the, the gratitude and liberation uh, because of liberation, because these people had been suppressed for uh, several years, right? Right, right. I mean, occupation. they were under,
0: you know, German occupation. So, I mean, and, you know, it was a very nice um, kind of expose because I didn't realize how, you know, the first couple of nights were horrible because the Americans came in and bombed everything, uh, assuming there were Germans occupying the cities and they, you know, tried to clear out most of... You know what they could find. A lot of the French lost their lives, but they understand in retrospect that that was necessary for the Americans to come in and establish uh, a foothold in that country to expel the uh, occupying Germans. But there was a gentleman that was invited to the uh, to that event. Who was a hundred years old last weekend, and he was like a couple of days before. So you know he He's was a
1: pilot, right? An American pilot. No,
0: he wasn't a pilot. He was a. Paris he Super. actually landed on Normandy. He was he was one of the first ones to get off of those little crafts, those little oh. amphibious crafts, and walked on the beach of uh, of Normandy, and um, was still here to talk about it. And you know the guy was dressed up in the same uniform that he wore on. Uh, you know, 80 years ago, and it still fit him.
1: And he was with his wife, who was in her, well into her 90s she as was, well. She
0: was 90-something years old. But, yeah. I mean, the two of them, you look at them, it's like, this is amazing. And, uh, you know, it gives you hope that there is um, uh, an opportunity and possibly a, a chance that we can live into our old age and still be fairly functional. Unfortunately, I think... The way I see these younger generations treating themselves, they're not going to be as lucky. They're, right. they're, they're going to succumb to bad diseases early on, just because they're not living right and they're doing things that are going to shorten their, their, their time here on Earth. Right. People don't
1: realize the danger of soda. <coughs> uh, they always say it's not just soda. Oh, it's it's soda, else soda it's down. alcohol, it's drugs. But you know, they'll say, "Oh, I'll just have one for, for a uh, you know when I go out to eat or just a couple a week." But I mean, you'd never put toxic waste in your car so why would you put it in your body yeah, but people don't realize cuz they just it's such a part of american culture well, it's
0: it's more than just that i mean the young it's girls the the kardashians i blame fully for this but these younger girls who are very beefy. I mean, you know, especially in the trunk region, behind, and these thunder thighs. And that seems to be the new definition of beauty here, um, for, especially for the younger guys in America. But unfortunately, it's very unhealthy for these girls. And they don't realize how unhealthy it is. They, they say, hey, it's okay for me to be comfortable in my skin, which I'm all for. But the problem is the health... When it's
1: associated with uh, poor health. It's yeah, the,
0: the, the health risks are... Are tremendous, and unfortunately, these people are going to start seeing the consequences of their decisions uh, in their thirties and forties. It's going to be early on. So but.
1: there was one other uh, centenarian that we met who had a birthday about a month ago, and uh, what's interesting about this woman, she was the mother of one of the nurses that worked for me with me for years, and she um, is incredible. I mean, this woman has given and given and given. And I think that that's the connecting tie between these three people that are a 100 years old and some, and is that they all had a purpose and a drive. And they're continued to be respected and living a very high functioning life, despite their age. And I think when we can spend time with some older people and see what drives their motivation to live and their purpose like this last woman that that we were talking about she actually before covid she was making 20 turkeys and taking them to the um to the poor in thanksgiving and instead of having her own thanksgiving meal she was serving the poor and that's always been her mission she makes quilts for the poor she serves the she so she has a purpose always to do good for others, and sometimes the purpose is to love family members and help family members through issues, and so it's it's very, very interesting. We would like to, hopefully in the future, set up a um, uh, a podcast where we can have these three centenarians, maybe also the uh, fellow and his wife who's in her 90s, because it's really when we reach past 85, 82 um, that we start looking at a location as potentially blue zones. We've talked about blue zones before, they're places in the world where people don't die of disease but they die of old age. And uh, and we actually have a lot of them in our area. So, what we'd love to do if you know somebody that is in the Palm Coast area or St. Augustine area or anywhere where you're listening, call in and let us know, you know, who they are. Maybe if you they're willing to take a call, we may call and interview them. And just try to see how many people we have that we can connect to that are over the age of 82.
0: And if you find a couple of hundred year olds that have Bertolotti syndrome, that would be awesome. <laughs> that's a bonus. Yeah, that's a bonus. So I, anyone who's got Bertolotti's and is over a hundred years old, I want to talk to them. All right. We're going to wrap things up. If you have any questions for myself or Dr. Andrew, as always, you can email us at the doctors in D-O-C-T-O-R-I-S-I-N at WNZF.com. Stay happy, stay healthy. We'll see you next time. The doctors are out. The doctor is in radio show paid for by radiology associates.